0: Being with my current partner, he has pretty much made me feel like I am probably a lesbian since I haven't been able to orgasm through penetration. Lovers and friends.
1: Hello there, lovers and friends, and welcome to the Lovers and Friends podcast. My name is Dram, and I'm a sexologist who has been working as a public figure educator for 15 years. I've talked about sex and relationships everywhere, from The View to Playboy, from YouTube to Netflix, but this right here, this is my very first podcast.
2: Lovers and friends, uh. lovers and friends. I'ma take you on a trip, baby, I don't pretend, I say, lovers and friends, uh, I'ma hold you down, down to the end.
1: For the first time in my career, here and only here, I'm going to be combining my educational backgrounds in sexology, psychology, and journalism to deep dive into all things intimacy, which I define as anything under the umbrella of sex, relationships, and attachments. All the shit that you know I care about so deeply, and so do you, even if you never gave it all that much thought before Hold on, can we put some, like, scary, epic music over this next part? 2020. 2020. 2020 is a year that mankind will never forget. And even though we all went through the pandemic together, everyone's experiences as a result of it were incredibly different. Except, in my opinion, for one huge commonality. I believe that in 2020, every single one of us reevaluated our relationships. Partnered, plutonic, sexual, and selves. I also believe that a lot of people have zero clue what to make of this new tacit knowledge, especially given the fact that we aren't given much information to successfully navigate our intimate relationships to begin with. So in short, my lovers and my friends, that's what I'm here to do with you. Every week for 45 minutes and some change, we are going to deep dive into an intimate topic so that you can create and communicate your individual DNA of what makes up your happy, healthy, pleasurable, intimate life. All right, so let me give you a tour of how we're finna do all that. This is a topical podcast, which means if the title is something like, I don't know, I went to an OBGYN who specializes in cosmetic procedures because I was hoping she would inject me with something that could help me orgasm from vaginal penetration alone, which by the way is my current working title for this episode, then that's all we're diving into. The first part of the episode will be you and I debriefing on the topic because around these parts, our connection is the most important thing. Then part two, I'll bring on a guest who either has personal experience or a niche expertise on the topic. And finally, I'll chat with someone personally close to me where we're going to intimately reflect on what we learned in the making of the episode. To me, this final part is the most crucial because this is exactly what I hope you're going to do after you're done listening. And I do want to be clear about something. This is absolutely not one of those podcasts that you just listen to and think, oh, that was interesting and tuck it in your back pocket and go about your day. I want to be a part of your week, your text messages, your intimate experiences and your intimate transformations, because I fully expect that making this podcast is going to make a huge impact for me. And In order for you to say the same, I need you to be an active participant. Everyone deserves to be their own sex and relationship expert. And if you have never thought of yourself as one before, let today be the day that the games and the gains begin. Speaking of beginnings, let's get into this first episode penetration orgasms, specifically my lack of an ability to have one without also giving myself outer clitoral stimulation at the exact same time. That sounds specific, but I'm sure if you have a vulva, you know exactly what it is that I am talking about. It's actually interesting because when I was reflecting back on this being my first episode, it actually made perfect sense to me, given the fact that if I was able to achieve vaginal orgasms, I'm actually not entirely sure if I ever would have become a sex educator. And here's what I mean by that. When I first started initiating sex and inviting sexual experiences and sexual partners into my life, I wasn't getting anything right. I didn't feel an emotional connection. I didn't feel physically tended to. um, And furthermore, I felt physically broken. So I think if I was in a position where at least I felt like I was physically optimal in that my body performed the way that I saw it perform in porn and in movies that I would have said, well, at least I have one thing going for myself. But because I was zero for three and sex genuinely didn't provide anything for me it forced me to have to hit rock bottom and do something about it and one of the primary influences on me that led me to feel like my body was broken were the fiction novels that i devoured because i wasn't in a family uh, or in a school system i came from a catholic school system that talked openly and honestly and candidly about sex and obviously not about pleasure that led me to find whatever I possibly could that was having those conversations. And at the time there were books and uh, I was an avid library card carrying member. So I wanna read an excerpt, no, correction. I wanna have my brother-in-law who is a professional voice actor, read some excerpts from these books that deeply shaped my opinion of my body.
3: The Coldest Winter Ever by Sista Solja. I rode that dick like a professional jockey. All the energy in my body started running wild and high, then moved to the center and released. My body shook, then relaxed. I slid down his body onto the floor. Oh no, you don't. Not until I get mines. He mounted me on the floor doggy style and started giving it to me from the back. Two orgasms does the body good. Big Girls Don't Cry by Connie Briscoe Her eyes never missed a beat as he opened his jeans and let everything fall in a heap on the floor. When he pulled her on top of him, she was too delirious to think. By the time he slid inside, her brain cells had turned to mush. She wanted to tell him not to stop, to go on doing this to her forever. She'd finally reached the mountaintop.
1: And that's the one that stood out the most to me. Big girls don't cry. That concept of reaching over the mountaintop, that until I was able to achieve an orgasm from penetration alone, I wasn't mature. And furthermore, I wasn't fulfilling my sexual potential. And obviously, as I got older and I realized that that is not true for the vast majority of people with vulvas, only 25% of people statistically can orgasm from penetration alone. And that's the number. And now here are some, of the voices behind that number. Hey, Shan. I am one of those people who cannot achieve orgasm from penetration alone. When I realized that vaginal orgasms probably weren't going to happen for me, um, I felt inadequate. I felt different than my friends, and I felt like there was something
2: wrong with me. I was seeing women, air quote, orgasm through penetration alone and it seemed so enjoyable and I did not understand why that was not happening to me. I thought I was the only one and I also thought that my vagina was broken.
0: Being with my current partner, he has pretty much made me feel like I am probably a lesbian since I haven't been able to orgasm through penetration.
2: I've had a friend imply in front of a group of other friends that there is something wrong with my body and that I'm wasting my time having sex because I don't orgasm vaginally. So I'm 34
1: years old at a young age. One of my early experiences with being cheated on, um, they confess
3: that. You know, they cheated on me because I had expressed to them that they um, didn't make me come during sex with just penetration. And um,
1: so that traumatized me. And therefore, all of my partners have always believed that they've made me come. I do um, feel like there is hope out there. And if I'm really honest, in the back of my mind, there's still a, maybe one day I will be able to. And I hate that if I'm totally honest with you. I hate that. And I also hate that I hate it. And let me explain that. I hate it because... I want to celebrate the way that my body receives pleasure. I wanna be grateful for the fact that I do achieve orgasm and I love my orgasms and I love my pleasure and owning them and claiming them and finding a partner who champions them and who works the way that I need them to work for them has been such a great bright spot in my life and it makes me proud of my body. It makes me feel like my body is far from broken. It is beautiful, it is optimal and it's taken me a long time to get to this place. And I hate that I hate that because why am I afraid to push my pleasure potential? I am not afraid to push my potential in any other area of my life, be that my romantic relationships, my career, my education. I can still be deeply appreciative and grateful for what I have and who I am in this moment, while also acknowledging that I'm constantly striving for more. But for some reason, admitting to myself that I am still hoping to, quote unquote, go over the mountaintop feels like a sense of defeat. My dad has this quote that deeply sits with me, which is, happiness is not getting what you want, it's wanting what you have. So when I booked the appointment for the O-Shot, which is a non-surgical cosmetic procedure in which you get an injection to increase uh, volume and blood flow and sensitivity in an area in order to hopefully achieve an orgasm via penetration or G-spot stimulation, is me signing up for this process, an indicator that I don't want what I have. And when I truly reflect, I think the answer to that question is, fuck yeah, I still want what I have. And I am at peace with what I don't have, but I'm also curious. And curiosity is what led me to Dr. Courtney Poucher. Before we really dive into this, let's give some time to show some love to the sponsors of the show. Hey again. Okay, so Dr. Poucher is a licensed and board-certified cosmetic gynecologist who practices in Southern California. She has devoted her career to women's sexual health and returning functionality and confidence to her patients. She has been featured on The Doctors, NBC, Access Live, and in New Beauty, Hustle, L.com. She was also a guest on my show, Sexology, which is how we originally met and to say the least, Dr. Poucher is a trusted name and she also offers non-surgical sexual wellness treatments like the O-Shot, which is what I received from her. The O-Shot treatment involves injecting the clitoris, labia, and G-spot with platelets, a substance in your own blood that contains healing proteins called growth factors extracted from your own blood in order to improve the sexual experience. For more information, you can actually call them directly at 800-791-9085. Hi Dr. Poucher. Hello, hello. It's so good to see you again. My pleasure to see you as you well. You are an unforgettable person. I literally will be 155 years old, which is the age I plan on dying, and I will recall the story that you told me of how you gave birth to your sixth child. She
0: just slipped right out when we hit that bump on the freeway and we were in a lift 6-inch lifted truck and out she came. Just literally like someone punted me a football. <laughs> I mean, it was my sixth child. I am an OBGYN kind of think you should trust me when I say the baby's coming right now.
1: When did you know that working with vaginas is what you wanted to do for a living?
0: So interesting story. Believe it or not, since I was five years old, although at that point I didn't look at it as working with vaginas. I just wanted to deliver babies. And then as I got older, um, it was furthered by my experiences. I was 15 years old when I had my first baby. And my experience with which was actually a nurse practitioner was amazing. And the whole process and it just reaffirmed that this is what I want to do. And you pivoted now. The story is a little sad, actually, how I actually made that transition. Um, So I say I have seven children, but I've actually given birth to 10. Um, I did have a multiple pregnancy and it didn't end well, unfortunately. Um, And so it was very traumatic for me. So much so that the one thing I always wanted to do since I was five years old, I couldn't do anymore after I lost my own. I'm so sorry. So, um, but I love being a surgeon. Um, I trained for it. I've been a doctor. You know, it was my goal my whole life. So I had to decide what, what what am I going to do? And I saw there was a huge gap in the care for women. So I decided I was going to open that box and and at least make a place where women could come to get help with those issues that can arise. And in our world, very men-centric, love you guys, but you guys really focus on only you. There's been Viagra, (laughs) right? And I'm like, well, who are you having sex with? Oh, great, your penis is working, but who is it going into because your wife is not able to because she doesn't have the same type of care from the medical community. Or she's having duty sex. Right, right. Or she's, Yeah. yeah, she's gritting and bearing it once a month. That's all she can muster. Mm -hmm. So I was really happy to help bring that balance. Um, So here at my office, I take care of things like that. People come and they say, you know, I used to have the most awesome orgasms and then I had a baby and now I don't have them anymore. Help me. And so if somebody comes to you and says, I don't feel confident,
1: what are the variety of procedures that they can look into to get their confidence back?
0: So the number one thing we do would be a combination procedure called labiaplasty with clitoral hood reduction and then there's um, another group of women who are seeking to have a tighter vagina be it after delivering babies or just naturally everybody comes in different shapes and sizes as do their partners. Is there a relationship between looseness and sensation? Absolutely mm. so some women believe it or not are what I would call a five finger vagina and so and I've even had a patient come in, she had us in stitches. She's like, yeah, well, after having my four children, let's just say, let's describe sex as throwing a hot dog down a hallway. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. And so, yes, if there is less friction, there can be definitely be less sensation, but that's only one part of it. So then
1: most people who come in, come in for comfort. Some people come in because they want a look. I came in because I want a feel, yes and it's strictly purely selfish. how can I get more pleasure in my life it there probably is some programming that there is to examine because I use the term selfish like oh I just selfishly want more where it's like I Girl, I I live for hair extensions. I want more hair if that's an option. I wear heels right now because I want a little bit more height. Why is it when it comes to pleasure? I think that there has to be a problem before I say I'd like more of that.
0: Correct. And that has been ingrained for centuries, right? I mean, they used to talk about women who enjoyed having sex or dared to have an orgasm as being hysterical, right? that they had hysteria and it's like are you kidding mm-hmm. like only men are supposed to enjoy it We're just supposed to be starfish right yeah <laughs> we're just the vessel no i don't think so so i'm so glad no, we moved we're supposed to with orgasm you.
1: the way that they want when they want how many times they want true that's but the we other side want of it. it right they have to want it and then we just orgasm 50 times based on whatever it is that they want to do
0: right That's the other side of it. There are two extremes as to what's expected of us, right? There's that like what you see in porn and then there's meek and
1: just you're there for their pleasure only. Exactly. What percentage of your clients represent
0: meek? I would say about 15%. Oh, great. Yes. There's
1: more of us out there. There are definitely
0: more <laughs> of you out there. And why not? So let's not be shamed yes. for wanting it to feel good and wanting more of it. Come yes. on. Yes. Absolutely the essence of human nature. Why right? not is exactly
1: <laughs> what drove me in today. So break it down. When you are coming in here, because why not? What are the options for you?
0: So the things that we offer women for better sexual experiences include two non-surgical procedures and then there's a surgical procedure. Um, The non-surgical would include the O-Shot, which is a platelet-rich plasma injection directly into the clitoris, the glands of the clitoris, as well as into the G-spot. And actually not just the G-spot because everybody's in a slightly different location, but it's injected into the anterior surface of the vagina. And so the platelets and the growth factors go in and they stimulate all of the cells to be more responsive. And those more responsive cells lead to... Increase sexual mm-hmm. pleasure, as well as as you described the mound, right? Yes, the pitcher's mound. The pitcher's mound gets fuller, <laughs> therefore, it is easier to strike. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that we do, um, probably even more than the O shot, we do the O shot a good bit, but even more than that would be our laser. It's called Vive, and it's a vaginal laser that emits radio frequency waves and those radio frequency waves go into the cells and tell the cells to start building more collagen and elastin. Mm. And so it tightens the vagina. It lubricates the vagina, it mm. makes those skene's glands more active so that you're more lubricated. You skene's glands is a plural. Yeah, so there, it's two. It's so no, There's much like there's mirrored. two Bartholin, right? There's two Bartholins down at the bottom mm-hmm. and then there's the skene's glands at the top. It's not just one gland.
1: Okay. Yeah, and
0: it stimulates all of them so you get more lubrication, which mm. is fantastic. And then the unintended side effects, it may cause you to orgasm more. sign me up (laughs) all
1: right so I think that the statistic that we're going with right now or the one that I've been seeing in circulation a lot is from Elizabeth Lloyd and that is that 70 5% 5% of people with vulvas do not orgasm from penetration alone. So only 25% of people can, and even then it's seldomly. And that 95 can orgasm through clitoral stimulation. So I'm a part of the 75 who has never had a penetration only orgasm. Oh, that's a, I don't know. I, I'm okay with that though. That's okay. I have great clitoral orgasms and I like the combo of the two together. yes. Is the O-Shot and G-Shot designed for somebody like myself? Because I did read, I think when I first researched it, it said, if you don't already experience it, it may not do much for you. It's mostly for people who already experience it. It will enhance more.
0: So I have found that the O-Shot by itself can increase vaginal orgasms, but not as much as doing it with the laser. Mm -hmm. So for people who've never had a vaginal orgasm, which I've had many a patient, and I won't name some of them, Okay. When we you did can point the this combo. way too. Oh, right? Oh. Which is okay. It's okay. not something to be sh- ashamed of. It's just I'll wait just- till it happens. And then the light bulb is going to be like, oh, okay. I uh, I thought clitoral was something. Because I actually remember growing
1: up reading a book and it talked about, I don't remember what it was called. um But in essence, the character in the book was like climbing the mountaintop. And that's how they described the uh, vaginal orgasm without any clitoral stimulation. They're like, when you climb the mountaintop, you can see a whole different view. And I remember for a long time, I tried to hold myself to that standard of like, well, I haven't really experienced pleasure because I haven't climbed the mountaintop. And I think about like four years ago, I was like, fuck that. I'm on top of the mountain. Like I have have great orgasms because also- you know, people with penises never say, "Well, I don't have a prostate orgasm, so you know, I'm just I'm not quite experiencing pleasure." They celebrate the pleasure that they are having. So I'm trying to find that balance between celebrating the pleasure I do have while putting myself in a position to invite more without being disappointed if I don't achieve a certain kind of result.
0: Yes, absolutely. I understand that, and and I would agree. You should definitely embrace the fact that you are. Enjoying sex. Yes. There's no complaint, right? And there's nothing wrong with leaving the door open for more. And I think that's fantastic. Cute to Bruno Mars music, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but I also do feel that there is the thought out there that they're not real.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: And that is a myth I'd like to dispel. They are real. It's okay if you never have one. That's yes. okay. And it's okay if you're chasing one and mm-hmm. you're like, I want to see the unicorn. That's fine too. I think I welcome all comers. But if you come to me saying I've never had a vaginal orgasm and that's my goal, then I'm going to try and help you get there.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's it.
0: It's opening your
1: pleasure potential. Mm -hmm. And if your potential leads you in this way, great. If it leads you somewhere else, if you went somewhere, who doesn't like a trip? Right. I like a little voyage. So I'm here for a fantastic voyage. And I love what you just said too, because I do believe that. Um, the 75% who don't experience orgasm from penetration, whether they've seen it traditionally in movies and porn, etc., growing up, do play a hand in pushing the narrative that the G-spot is a myth. Mm-hmm. Do play a hand in pushing the narrative that squirting is
0: pee. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are here to say? Absolutely not. Squirting is not pee, 100%. And the G-spot is not a myth. It's actually... Even if they cannot find it consistently, because sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, on pathology, looking through slides, as a woman who has experienced the feeling and knows exactly where it is on herself, I can say for sure it's and real. And
1: for a living, locates in other people. Correct. You know where mine is. Dr. Boucher, tell me about my vagina.
0: Your vagina, I have to say, is pretty outstanding in that you just had a child less than a year ago and the opening or the orifice of the vagina is pretty small. So that's lovely. Kudos to you. Maybe. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But um, the most notable thing about your vagina was that you have prominent hymen tags. So hymen tags are the remnants of the hymen after it has been broken um, from whatever broke it. And yours are just really fluffy, which isn't bad or good. It's just an observation. Fluffy. What does that mean? I mean... So they, the tissue is young and thick and supple, which is good. So as we get older, the vagina gets really smooth and thin and pale. And yours is pink and fluffy and happy, which is good. What does that... Is that blocking me from sensation? Not at all. In fact, the hymen tissue can have a lot of sensation in it. So the fact that yours is fluffy may actually be a bonus for you. Some women, it has so much sensation that it actually causes them pain and they can have an issue with um, vulvodynia or, or vaginal pain because of their hymen. Some women have it after it's been broken, which is bad. Um, But for you, it's just prominent. It's the first thing I see. There's a lot of them and they are thick. Would I be able to see it? Because I've taken a mirror down there and I've never thought, what is that tissue? Yeah, you would be
1: able to see it. In fact- Is that when you opened up the vagina or is that on the vulva? uh,
0: It's inside. So when you just spread the inner labia, Mm. the labia minora, it's for you, it's the first thing you're going to see. Some people, it's like another centimeter further in, but yours is right there front and center. Mm. Right now with how- fluffy, yours is, it's not hanging out at some point as it tends to thin, as we get older and lose estrogen, it may start to hang out. And you have uh, four of them. Oh my. And the fact that you remember this from your very (laughs) brief introduction. So when you're doing the G shot, what are you looking for? So when I'm doing the G shot, you're looking for the urethra. And you want to go under the urethra. So the urethra sits at the top of the vagina or the anterior wall. Mm. You want to be just underneath it. You would go in like two centimeters. And then some people's will be a little to the left. Some will be midline. Some will be to the right. I found, interestingly enough, more people's is to the left. But I make sure that I just cover that whole area. I went in your vagina just under your urethra Mm. um, and just angle the needle so it goes up and into that mucosal tissue there.
1: Is there anything you can educate me on in terms of what I should be doing in sex based on what you saw?
0: Your anatomy is pretty down the line standard, but I don't know your sensation. So that's always the key, and I didn't I didn't examine your pubic bone. That would be a key to some people for sex. The type of the opening to the pelvis can change like the position and the position of your uterus if you have a Tilted uterus forward versus tilted backward can change that sensation when I was telling you about how feeling the need to urinate. Except for some women, getting ready to have a non-clitoral orgasm with, without clitoral stimulation will feel like you have to go to the bathroom. I have educated so many women. I'm like, does it ever happen that you're having sex and you feel all of a sudden like you have to pee? Yeah. I'm like, you're getting ready to orgasm. That's what that feeling is. You're not going to pee, I promise. You're not going to pee on them. Instead of then shrinking away from that feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't want to have an accident. Just go ahead and let yourself fall into that feeling. And so many of them have had success with that. They're like, oh my gosh, you mean it is real. Because I don't ever get that urination
1: uh, feeling. Oh, People talk about that need to pee. I've never experienced that before.
0: All right. So that has some little work to do. You've got some positions to try. I got Going a position. little to the left, a little to the right. Okay. Find, the other part that's interesting about that is you know about the clitoral complex. It's not like it's just the little nub that sticks out. It goes back around and surrounds the entire vaginal orifice. So really, some people say that a true vaginal orgasm isn't real because that complex is surrounding the entire vaginal orifice. So it's being stimulated. I, I still would disagree because the generation of that explosion that I feel when it happens is not have anything to do with the orifice, Mm -hmm. which can be stimulated all by itself, right? If you've ever had a clitoral orgasm without touching the actual glands of the clitoris, you can have one. Absolutely. But when this happens, it's from deep in. It's a different feeling. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love how your eyes light up every time that you say this.
1: (laughs) All right. So I had the Oh, shot What's my aftercare? Do I go
0: into the car and have sex now? Am I going to be numb still? Some people, very first day, it's right there. And they're like, wow, I feel such a difference. And some people it takes a couple days. So I'm like, oh, guess what? Your prescription is go have sex. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Every day, multiple times a day.
1: (laughs) Are you writing that down, Jared? As we have a household of literally how many people are staying with us right now? six people, Um, but it's a joy. Hey, that's what makes it more fun. There are people listening right now who are completely torn. They're torn because they want to find acceptance and love in the way that they are right now. But on the flip side, they think to themselves, I'm not completely happy. I'm not completely confident. If you're in that middle line, what would you say to that person?
0: I would say, try to imagine it the other way. You're already living the way that you are right? And, and you already have a sense of not being completely happy there. And you've had an opportunity to find your happiness there. So without doing it, try to put yourself in the position of what if I did do this? How might I feel? And weigh the pros and cons and say to yourself, oh, I do think I would feel better if I did it. I can tell you, none of my patients say they wish they didn't do this. Why invest in your pleasure? Because it it really leads to a happier life, in my opinion. Those endorphins and those feelings, so you have less depression, less anxiety. It brings you closer with your partner or partners. And it feels good. I mean, it's kind of like stroking that id, like the sense of you. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I hope not because I did it. So it's too late. If there is, then
1: I'm wrong. I'm dead ass wrong. Dr. Boucher, thank you so much.
0: Uh, My pleasure. My pleasure, bitch. My pleasure. Soon to be your pleasure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so if you can't go for uh, any medical interventions, what can you do at home to invite more wow into your life?
0: So first would be being open to the idea. Allow yourself to... Not feel burdened with the pressures of society that you shouldn't be wanting more. So first, want it. Second, I would say there are so many devices, like we mentioned, the LV, that can help you with your pelvic floor. Your pelvic floor is a very powerful tool. And the more you have control of it, um, the more you get comfortable with it, the more it will give you back in pleasure. So something like any type of a pelvic trainer, I think, would be fabulous. Um, no, not being afraid of lube. Like if you are experiencing dryness, and um, let's say you are eligible to get like primer and cream, which might be covered by insurance. Don't be afraid to use it, um, as long as you don't have any reasons you can't, like breast cancer. Um, and then talk with your partner and make sure that you're having that conversation. That hey, let's say. Y- you want to experience more orgasms well let's try more positions let's try and mm-hmm. and change things up and see if we can explore it for ourselves it feels like all of those combined are really what's going to give you the best results absolutely oh yes i don't just give the o oh shot and send you on your merry way i yeah. like to make sure <laughs> that you know just like when you get a facial here's your facial okay and then here's the products you can use at home to keep it up, right? To maintain. So my patients get their Vivive laser. Oh, go on this website and go get yourself an LV by the way. I mean, anytime you have multifaceted treatments, they tend to augment each other and give you an even better result.
1: Well, speaking of great results and accessibility, you also create products that help people get the most out of their vagina. What are those
0: products? So we do, we have a line, it's called Agavni, um, which means dove in Armenian. And we found this because, I'm just going to get a little personal. I have a very persnickety vagina. It is. <laughs> that is not the adjective I was expecting you to say. Oh my, it's wonderful, right? I get lots of orgasms. My husband and I are perfect together, but. You got you got seven kids to prove that. We don't, the proof is <laughs> in the pudding, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but. If I use the wrong toilet paper, if I use the wrong soap, if I use, it is just so sensitive all the time. Um, And of my seven kids, five of them are girls. So we actually formulated our own products. Uh, We have a healing spritzer. So if you had any like irritation, uh, it could be like a burn from sex. Sometimes the skin gets abraded. Um, You can use the healing spritzer. We also have a line with CBD in it. If you want to uh, bring that anxiety level Mm -hmm. down, Um, it has essential oils in it. But my favorite is our Everywhere Balm. It's called the Everywhere Balm. It was designed for down there, but you can use it everywhere. Literally, it's the best. There's a message out there that is
1: designed to empower that the vagina takes care of itself. The vagina is self-cleaning oven. The vagina is self-sustaining, which is a nice message. But for people who don't feel that to be true, it can also be a message that stops them from getting care or getting extra help. Um, so the fear, I think, with putting anything down there is that you're going to mess with the perfect system already. One or two, you're going to need that thing now because your body will start depending on it.
0: right. That is not the case with this, which is the greatest part. So it doesn't necessarily go up and in so much where all those cells that are doing what they're supposed to do, but they don't always, which is why women have BV and yeast infections and things happen. Let's just be real. In the perfect world, yes, it is a self-cleaning oven and it's going to maintain itself. But if that were the case, there would be a whole lot less OBGYNs in the world. (laughs) Right, and then what happens with menopause? Why did it stop doing its job? Right, because that's across the board. Everybody's going to have an issue. Um, So, but it it is important to me with me having such a sensitive vagina. That's why I was very careful with formulating this with all organic items that are not going to irritate. If you're interested in more information, which I'm sure you are, you can find me at Aesthetic Center of Santa Clarita in Valencia, or go to our website. SCVMedical.com. Look us up. We have products that'll be coming out and they'll be available online probably by November. Our phone number is 661 312 0497. They can just call you? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. I would take that option. <laughs> it's the oh. easiest. Thank you again
1: to Dr. Poucher. Also, huge shout out to her patient care coordinator, Annie George, who is also partnering with Dr. Poucher to develop their line of vaginal wellness products, which should be dropping end of 2021. Okay, so as of right now, I've had the O shot for over a month. You might be wondering, was it worth it? And furthermore, was I able to achieve an orgasm for penetration alone as a result of receiving it? These are answers that I am dying to share with you, but also answers I wanted to share with my husband,
2: Jared Brady. I am here <laughs> talking about your vagina.
1: You know, what's actually interesting. You said things about my vagina in that office I've never heard before. I've never heard. You said that I have a slanted slant to the left.
2: Well, no, you have like a fold. Like there's a specific fold that you have. Um, like I think it's on the left side of your the top of your, like right above the clit
1: mm. I've looked at myself in a mirror several times I've never noted, but when you said it Dr. Poucher was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah that
2: Yeah, I, I'll, I'll point it out to you
1: Okay, very cool <laughs> Well, speaking of standing out, do you feel like we've had standout sex since I've had the O-shot?
2: I feel that the sex has been a lot more intentional um It's been a little bit more engaging, Uh, but I don't know if that is the result of the shot or just the fact that we are in a good season.
1: We are in a good season right now. Yeah. I'm having a great time with you. Yeah. (laughs) I super love you these days. Do you notice Um, the
2: difference from getting the shot?
1: So the first time that we had sex, which was actually crazy because the first day, this is how nuts our life is. If you went out there and had an injection in your clitoris and in your G-spot to make it more sensitive you'd probably have sex that day, several times that day, but we came home and my sister had just come. So her entire family was over and my mom was over. And I think Lois came over that day and we just did not have a second to ourselves to give it a try. But the next day we had uh, storage sex and
2: sex in the closet,
1: sex in the closet, uh, sex in the storage closet was actually becoming one of my favorite places to have sex.
2: What? Why?
1: I don't know. I like it. Maybe for me, because I'm a little bit of an exhibitionist. So there's the element of maybe getting caught that makes it exciting. Yeah. Uh, it's a different environment, which makes it exciting. Okay. So, anyways, I'm getting off track. <laughs> so, we had closet sex and we had to test drive the O Shot. You test drove it. I'm going to share my experience, but I'm curious what yours was.
2: Um, you know, it's a, it's a balance between knowing what was actually changed and if I'm just making things up in my head. But I did notice that it was a little bit more fluffier inside.
1: Ooh. Um,
2: there was like a little bit more padding, <laughs> you know, it was like, it was just a little bit more, I could... Feel where your G-spot was just off of the differentiation of the padding around your walls.
1: Feel with your fingers or with your penis?
2: With my fingers. With my penis, it was, uh, I don't even like saying penis. Is that weird? Dick? Yeah. Or like my, my I don't know.
1: I think I told you that, that Afion referred to penis as- Penis is
3: like a dick with glasses. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the nerdy version of a dick.
2: It's just a very proper way of saying it. But anyways, yeah, with my penis, it felt similar. It didn't feel much different. But with my hands and my fingers, I could really feel the difference.
1: Mm. I think a big part of why I didn't necessarily feel a dramatic difference, the way I would describe it is I felt something different. However, if I had this procedure done while I was asleep and no one told me, I don't know if I'd be like, something is way different. Mm. But because I know that I had it, I was more mindful. And I was like, yeah, there are new experiences. There was one definite new experience, which I'll talk about in a second. But for me, um, I think pregnancy already gave so much drastic changes that were undeniable. That's why I think maybe this one maybe was just more subtle. If I didn't just have a baby and just go through pregnancy, which again, to me, really transformed my vagina and my vaginal experience uh, for the better. Well, I, I came out of. I think I came out of having a, a baby with more sensation, um, and I feel like either that or your technique dramatically changed.
2: Well, too. Also, um, you know, Doctor Pouchet said that it also comes with a laser. Yes, um, I would
1: have gotten the combination. The
2: combination between the laser and the injection that it would have been a more noticeable change. Yes. Um. So maybe that's just the second time around. You got to do both.
1: Maybe I do both next time. Yeah. I still enjoyed it because yeah. I will say this. So the new experience that I did have is after we finished having closet sex, and after closet sex, you have to disperse. That's the rules of closet sex. We got to like pretend it never happened. You got to go upstairs. I got to stay downstairs, and like that's it. And so you left, and then I was like, I registered oh my gosh, I'm still horny, which never, ever happens for me. Yeah. Because I am a one and done kind of person. I'm not multi-orgasmic. Once I have my one orgasm and if I try to have a second, it's usually like, we both have it in common. Yeah. It's actually quite painful. Painful. Yeah. So I was like, no, I'm still horny. And so I had to go and like self-pleasure. And the second orgasm was like really lovely too.
2: So I was like, oh. And that's the main difference that you've noticed. Yeah that you can do more orgasms?
1: I haven't tried it again since that time. So maybe I'll test again after that. But that was my first time probably in my life, I think ever having that. I've had times before where I orgasm too quickly and I'm like, ah, I kind of want to just be in pleasure more. So let me keep trying to go again. And then it's just not the same. But this time it was like, I wanted to go again. And my body was like rewarding me with an additional orgasm that felt very different. Yeah. I also think too, the other day we were having sex and I felt that like, a lot of people describe that, oh, when you feel like you have to go pee, you yeah. have to just relax and like lean Let into it, that feeling. Lean into it, yeah. And I'm like, I never have that feeling, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah,
2: but you felt that. Yeah. W- what did that come from? And you never felt that before, or do you think you just now kind of noticed it?
1: That's the thing, I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure if I'm just being more mindful of what's going on, but or that was my first time ever experiencing that because things are more fluffy. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> things are just pushing on different, things and yeah. that's the result giving me this feeling of I have to pee or I don't know or maybe I just had to pee that day.
2: I mean it would be interesting to see if uh how long it will last and if it fades away will you notice a difference?
1: Yes. So I might yeah. have to do a follow up in six months and say like, okay, here's what's different.
2: Did you wish that this shot would give you a penetration orgasm? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean why not? Right. Sure. That would be nice to like, it would be nice to have that, but there was a balance for me because I never want to feel like I'm ungrateful for my pleasure or I am disappointed in my pleasure, but rather instead, I want to continue to push my pleasure potential. Mm. Just like me seeking out more out of my career isn't Mm -hmm. to say I'm disappointed with my current career. It's just like well, I just want to continue to grow and see how much further. So that was a difficult thing for me too, to navigate with this of like, I, the last thing I wanted to do was to make, cause I've taken a long time to actually feel proud of my pleasure. I think for many years because I don't orgasm from penetration alone and because I know people who do, or even when I had that, um, I don't know if I ever told you this, but when we did that video that was all about women orgasming and everybody else was like, I orgasm from my ears, I orgasm from my nipples, I orgasm from my butt. And I did not have any of those experiences. I was like, wow, like I am shitty yeah (laughs) like my body is not doing what it's supposed to do because these women's bodies like they're just hyper orgasmic all the time and so i had to really reconcile over the years and the work that i've done as an educator i'm just saying it's wonderful that different people's bodies functions in different ways but the one thing we can never do is measure experience yeah so maybe you can orgasm seven different ways but maybe the one way that i can orgasm is a very Powerful or a more powerful experience. And then again, I shouldn't be trying to compete with anybody, but the way that I've made peace with it is the way that my body experiences pleasure is good enough. And I'm happy that I have a pleasure potential for orgasm, which some people don't have. And I'm not going to continue to try to force myself to see how else, you know, my body can perform. I'm going to just celebrate what it does. Yeah. So when I opened my brain up to doing this, a part of me was like, is this me admitting that what I have now is not good enough?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's only natural to go there, but I think that's a uh, a result of the world, the way the world interacts with women and their pleasure.
1: Did you, if you had to re- design our, our pleasure schema in our relationship, what would you add, take away, subtract, anything?
2: I really didn't understand the question. Then. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess I'm more so just asking, are you disappointed that I can't orgasm from vaginal penetration?
2: I don't. I don't think I don't think that um, in my head when I hear I can't I don't think that's true. I think you can. I just think that we haven't figured out that process yet. Um, and I think there's a there's a there's definitely a way. You know. Are you do you care if we find that way or do you? I do care. It's a desire of mine. Mm. It's a desire of mine. You know, uh, it, it's it. There's something about it that's different. I'm all about expanding, and what makes sex great is learning new things. So. Um, a part of you orgasming, orgasming from penetration is going to be hot. It's going to be new. It's going to be new territory. So I know that over the course of our relationship, it would be nice to figure that part out. Yeah. Not to say that there's any pressure for you to figure that out, but more so pressure on me to figure out what that takes because you've never had one.
1: But I also think that there's something nice about the term over the course of our relationship. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a goal that's achieved with a shot. Yeah. Right. Like it could take a shot plus a laser, plus a vacation, plus five years, plus two more kids. Like who knows what the combination is, but the fact that we're just opening up as a potential rather than as a goal, I think that's really helpful for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll figure it out over this course of a lifetime. Honestly, when you first told me about it, the first thing that came to my mind selfishly was like, dang, I wonder if there's something I can inject into my penis that can make it feel more.
1: Which Dr. Poucher said that there is a pee shot.
2: Yeah, but I don't know where it's at. She doesn't do it, so we have to
1: go and look for that. Do you want to look into that for you? Um, That'd be a good podcast episode. Say the word. Yeah? Yeah. You're going to get a pee shot?
2: Yeah, let's do it.
1: You already have a very sensitive penis, though.
2: I know. (laughs) That's (laughs) why.
1: What else can we get? (laughs) Yeah,
2: I know. (laughs) How much further can this pleasure go?
1: Thank you, Jared. You can find my husband Jared on his podcast called Enjoy the Podcast. Big thank you to Dr. Poucher, the leading labiaplasty surgeon, whom I would love to do an episode about that on in the future. To learn more about her, visit scvmedical.com. Thank you to everyone who sent in their messages for this episode. To keep up to date with topics I'm looking for your input on, you gotta follow me on Instagram at shanbooty, and that's booty spelled with a D, B O O D Y. Lastly. I am back here every single week with a new lover and friend where we're gonna dive into an intimate topic. In short, this podcast is like a box of sexy chocolates. You never know what salacious, sexy, scandalous, or seriously thought-provoking topic that you're gonna get. And to make sure that you do get it, plus to help your girl out, please go and subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, where your five second, five star rating takes our relationship to a whole other level, and I am absolutely ready to go there with you.
2: Lovers and friends, lovers and friends. Uh. I'ma take you on a trip, baby. I don't pretend. I say. lovers and friends, uh. I'ma hold you down down to the end. I say. lovers and friends. Uh. Lovers and
1: friends. Yeah, I said, Lovers and friends, yeah. I'm gonna hold you down, down to the end. Lovers and friends is a production of More Sauce from Stitcher. The lead producers on this episode are myself and Lauren Morrison. Also produced by Adam Krasner, Jackie Sojico, and Isabel Gallant. Theme song by Jared Brady and Sean Ross. Audio engineering, sound design, and post production also by Jared Brady. Our mixing engineers are Brendan Burns and Marcus Hom. And our executive producer is Jasmine Henley Brown i need